Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being in courage, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be in courage in Christ. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. Um, It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast, and honestly, I was driving myself crazy with not being consistent and doing podcasts, and then I just come to realize that my life is crazy, and sometimes it can be a lot. You know, I can have way too much going on at one time, and it's difficult to do all the things that I would love to do at the same time, and I'm okay with that. You know, there's a time for everything. So I really haven't had a chance to sit down and actually record a podcast. And not only that, but uh, today's podcast is one that I have been really holding on to for the past several months. You know, I found myself, as you can tell from the title, is when in distress, but I found myself over the past few months in a place of distress, in a place of not knowing what the outcome was going to be or when the outcome was going to come. And granted, I am still in the process. I have not completely seen what it is that I know that God is going to do, but God has released me to be able to speak about what it is that I went through without really going into the private details of my life, but more so the experience of what God showed me during my time of distress. So before we get into it, I want to go ahead and pray. Father God, thank you so much for just being the God that you are. Lord, thank you for giving me revelation. And I pray that the things that you have shown me and the things that you have used in my life will help someone else through me sharing. Lord, I pray that you would be glorified in every word that I say. And Father God, I pray for every person that listens. I pray that you would give them ears to hear and eyes to see what it is that you would have them to see, Father God. Help them to see you and not me. And Lord, I just praise you and I thank you in advance for all that you're doing, have done, and what you're going to do. And Lord, thank you again for using me, even though I am so unworthy. I pray that you would be glorified through this message. In Jesus' name I pray. Okay, so I can the reason I wanted to stop and pray was because I never want I never want to start something and, and feel like I'm capable of doing this on my own. I always have to yield over to God because even though I'm in here by myself, I'm always extremely nervous about what I say and the intentions behind what I say. Well, like I say, I haven't been able to really find the motivation or the time or everything else that could possibly be a distraction or excuse from sitting down and actually recording this message. But here recently, people that I love dearly have been going through moments of distress. And I realized that my moment of distress wasn't just for me. It was for me to be able to encourage others who come across my path, who may be struggling with some of the same things that I was struggling with. So this morning I woke up on time, woke up early, not by my own doing, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to record this morning. So here I am. Okay. We're not going to waste any more time. We're going to head and jump and get started into the message. But today our, um, 
our word is going to come from Psalm 77. And to kind of give you some back history about why Psalm 77 during my time of distress, I found myself in a place of despair and discouragement and just questioning God and his character and what it is that he was doing in my life. And I realized that my form of distress is going to be completely different from yours or from your neighbors or from the person that's across from you or whatever. Our periods of distress are going to be different. And those vehicles that that distress come in are also going to be different. Yours may be issues in your marriage or issues in raising your children, issues at your job. It could be a death. Distress comes in many different forms. It can have many different aspects of how it affects us. But one thing I know is that most of the time when we go through distress, when we go through times of difficulty, when we can't put an explanation on why we're going through what we're going through, we can tend to question God and say, has he left me? Has he abandoned me? Why is he allowing this to happen? This was not supposed to happen. And for me, because I can only speak for me, being a Christian, sometimes people, religious people, or people who are focused on the good Christian image can make you feel like there's something wrong with you if you question why? Or if you question the fact that God is not there, you know, people will say all the time, God is faithful. God is good. And you need to trust him. Just listen to him. And all of those things are true. All of those things are right. But when we're in a moment of distress, no matter what somebody tells us, it is so difficult for us to believe that because we're more focused on what we're going through and what we feel at that moment. So those people, their intentions are right. Their way of comforting you are right. They're telling us what we need to hear. They're telling us truth. But in the moment of distress, we can't hear that. We can't comprehend that. We can't receive that because we're hurting. And sometimes we just want somebody to be there to hold us and to comfort us, to let us know that, hey, I'm here for you, even though we may not even think that we want that either. Again, like I say, I can only speak for me. When I was going through my period of distress, I had so many faithful friends to come to me and tell me, Michelle, you know God is faithful. You know God is good. You know, like God has done this and he's done that. You know that he's with you. You can trust him. And I know that those things are true. I love God. I love him. I, I desire to please him in every area of my life. So I know that he's there, but I couldn't receive what they were telling me because I was in distress. And during this time, Pastor Mark, who is my pastor at First Baptist Church, had asked the entire congregation to read through all of the Psalms. So it just so happened that when I was, and I say just so happened, but we know that's God because that's just like him. I was reading Psalm 77 and when I read it, it resonated with me. But not only did Psalm 77 resonate with me, 
I realized that even faithful people like David, David was a man after God's own heart. Even though he was a flawed man, he went through moments of distress and he wasn't the only psalmist to write about every emotion that he felt when he was in distress. So I began to feel encouraged to know that my faith wasn't weak. I wasn't a bad Christian or a bad person because I was struggling. It just so happened to be that I was going through a struggle. I was going through a time of distress. And eventually God was going to get me through that. Eventually he was going to move me out of that moment of distress into where he needed me to be. But that's a process, you know, and sometimes we don't always enjoy the process. Enough of me rambling. Let me go ahead and get into the word. Okay. So we're going to be in Psalm 77 and verse one says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me when I was in distress. I sought the Lord at night. I stretched out untiring hands and I would not be comforted. So I want to stop there. The first thing that I want us to recognize here is that even though the psalmist was in distress, even though he was going through a difficult time and he was crying out, he cried out to the Lord. He knew, even though he was going through a difficult time, that God would still hear him, that he could still seek out God. So when we're going through a difficult time, the most important thing that we could do is make sure that we're continuing to seek out God. Now, that may look different for you. Your seeking out God may be waking up early in the morning and crying out to God before your children hit the floor. Your seeking out to God may be going into the bathroom and crying your eyes out, asking him for help in the moment that you need it. But the most important thing that we could do when we're going through a time and a period of distress is to not forget to seek the Lord. We need to continue to seek out and cry out to God. Because guess what? Scripture teaches us, if we seek, we will find. If we knock, the door shall be open. So God's word is not a lie. He will never fail to honor his word. So when you're going through a period of distress, I am going to make sure that I stress, seek out God, seek him out. And even when you feel like he's not hearing you, like the scripture says, I would not be comforted. Sometimes it's going to feel like God is not hearing us, but our feelings are alive because truth says that he hears us, that he answers us. So when you're going through a period of distress, don't forget to seek out God. Don't forget to ask his help during your period of distress. Verse three, I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. So before I get into verse six, I kind of want to stop right here and say, the psalmist, remember God, he knew who God was. He groaned. I mean, he cried out groaning and upset and couldn't focus or think, but he meditated. He meditated on God's word. He meditated on what he knew to do, but yet he still grew faint. His spirit grew faint. 
And I found myself in the same place. The whole entire time I was in my moment of distress, I knew it was important for me to seek God. I listened to my friends when they encouraged me to go to scripture and to pray. And I did those things. I had people doing those things for me. But yet, I got to a point to where I didn't even want to pray. I didn't even want to read my Bible. I didn't even want to go to church and be around people because I just didn't feel like it. I felt like I needed to just be in a pit because I was in a moment of distress. I didn't want to hear all this happy-go-lucky stuff. I didn't want to hear it was going to be okay. I didn't want to read what God had to say because I was mad with God. And I felt like I was in a pit. We're going to have those moments. But the most important thing, again, I can say is to remember God, is to focus on God, even though we don't feel like it. All right, verse five. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated and my spirit act. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time has god forgotten to be merciful has he in his anger withheld his compassion i'm gonna stop right there because i'm so excited because i remember laying in my bed asking god what are you doing what is this you you call me to do this you asked me you told me to do this well, then if you do it, if you told me to do this and you told me to go here and, and you're telling me to step out on faith, then why are you doing this? Because this does not line up or match with what I thought it should. This is not a part of the plan. Why are you doing this? Do you not care about me? Do you not see that I am struggling already? And then you do this? What's wrong with you, God? Like, what is going on? This is not a part of the plan. And I, again, I had to shake myself because I was like, well, Michelle, you're not supposed to question God. Who are you? How, who are you that you can go to God and question him and what he's doing? He knows better than you. He's all knowing. And then I realized God is not intimidated by my questions. God is not intimidated by your questions. He's not intimidated at all, but we need to be prepared and ready for when he answers because he will answer our questions and it may not be the answer that we were looking for, but he will answer our questions. So if you have a question, ask him, but just brace yourself for the answer or brace yourself for when he questions you because in everything, God's word is faithful. I'm going to keep saying it. He's faithful. So you better brace yourself when you ask God the questions for him to give you the answer because he will. And for me, I can't speak for you. For me, when I asked for the answer to my questions, God gave me a word that I wasn't looking for. He told me everything about me versus what I wanted to hear. See, I wanted a light and fluffy word from God. I wanted God to say, it's going to be okay. Things are going to get better. I wanted God to say, you are my child. I love you, which is true. 
But at the time, he needed to correct things about me. Now, again, my moment of distress and your moment of distress may be different. Your reason for going through a time of distress is probably different from mine. God has a purpose in your life that's not the same as mine. But I can only speak for me. When I was going through my time of distress, when I questioned God, and then I told him that I needed a word from him. The word that I got wasn't the light and fluffy word that I wanted, but it was the word that I needed. It was what I needed to move me forward in my walk with God. And I couldn't focus on somebody else or what they were going through, but it was a word to move me forward. So when you question God, just know he's not intimidated by your question. He will answer your question. But are you prepared for the answer? Verse 10. Then I thought to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. Okay, so number two that I want you to remember. Number one was you need to focus on God. You need to seek God. You need to make sure that you are calling out to him for help. Number two is that you need to go back and check your record book and go back and review all the times that God has been faithful in your life because the enemy will come in. When you are in a moment of distress and try to make you question the character of God will make you doubt if God is who he said he is and if he's capable of doing what he said he is going to do. And sometimes when we are in a moment of distress, those things are irreversible. Sometimes God will not go back and change a situation because that's what we want. Sometimes in our life, Things or people leave or die or things happen that are irreversible. And just because they are irreversible does not mean that God cannot work a miracle through those things. Sometimes because we focus on what we think that God should do and what we think that miracle should look like. And when it doesn't happen, we question whether God is faithful. Just because it doesn't look the way that we think it should look doesn't mean that God is still not working a miracle. It just may be the miracle that we weren't looking for. So I want you to take a step back and remember what has God done? Remember all the times that God is faithful. And I'm going to interject this in here. This is why it is so important for us to journal. Because when we journal, we have a written record book of the many times that God has been faithful in our life. When we go through periods of distress, we need that record book to be reminded of just how good God is. And even when we didn't think he was working, he was working. In the times that we didn't think he was hearing our prayers, he actually was. So you need to have you a record book. You need to have you a journal and remember what God has done in your life. It said in verse 11, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. You need to take time when you're in a period of distress. And just sit back and say, okay, Lord, I remember when you did this. I remember when you did that. I need you to do it again, Lord. Meditate on the things that you know he has done. Verse 13, your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? 
What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. Your mighty arm, you redeem your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. So now the psalmist is getting ready to count off all that God has done. Do you have a list of what you can count off that God has done in your life? Do you have your record books to go back and check and say, man, God, I remember when I was in this situation a year ago and you did this. 16, the water saw you, God, the water saw you and they withered. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resound with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your power was heard in the whirlwind. Your lighting lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea. Your way through the mighty waters. Though your footprints were not seen. I'm going to stop right there even though I only have one more verse. The psalmist is telling us how powerful God is. How we have seen God work throughout history. How he has worked among his people throughout history. But the most important thing I saw here was when he said, though your footprints were not seen. So you might be going through a time of distress right now. When I was going through my period of distress, it didn't seem like God was there. It did not seem like he was walking with me and talking with me. It just kind of felt like I was alone. It felt like I was there by myself. And but little did I know is that he was walking in front of me the entire time, clearing the path for me. He was walking behind me the entire time, protecting me. He was walking on side of me the entire time to comfort and talk to me. But his footprints were unseen. It felt like he wasn't there. It seemed like he wasn't there, but in actuality, he was there the entire time. I just needed to be able to see that he was there. Last verse, 20. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. The third thing that I want to make sure that you get from this message is that surround yourself with people who go lead you with the truth. Surround yourself with people who are going to tell you, even though you may not want to hear it, even though you may not can receive it at the time that they tell it to you, surround yourself with people who can pour into you the truth, the word of God, even though it may seem like it's a contradiction to what you are feeling and what you are going through, because you need to be reminded of truth. You need to be reminded of how faithful God is when you're going through a time that you are questioning his faithfulness. So number one was to focus on God and to seek him out when you're going through a difficult time. Number two, check your record book. Remember all that God has done. Number three, you need to surround yourself with people who can lead you and comfort you and direct you in the truth of God. And then lastly, this whole entire song, is a psalm of praise to God because of God's faithfulness. Even though this psalmist is in a moment of distress, he was writing to honor God and how good God is, even though he didn't feel it. So you got to remember to focus, remember, 
Surround yourself with friends and praise. Those things are going to help you get through your difficulty of distress. Now, how long it's going to take? I'm not God. I can't answer that. But it will help you understand who God is. So I'm hoping that you got something out of this message. I pray that God spoke to you. And I just pray for you and lift up everything that you're going through and everything that I'm going through to God and ask him to hear our cry. Okay. So Father God, we come to you right now and we just praise you. Lord, thank you for being the faithful God that you are, even when our feelings lie to us, Father God. Lord, I pray right now for every person that's listening to this message. I pray that as they go through a difficult time, whether that's right now or in the future, or if they're just coming out of a difficult time, Father God, whatever the case may be, I pray that you would just be with them and that you are comforting them. I pray that you would help them to focus on you. I pray that you would help them to remember the things that you have done in their life, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would send people into their life who can speak truth to them. I pray that you would not only send people into their life who can speak truth to them, Father God, but who can just direct them to focus on you and comfort them. Lord, I pray that you would just be with your people. I pray that you would help them to see that you are still faithful, even in the midst of a storm. Lord, I thank you for the storms that you sent us through. Because they help us to grow. Even though we may not like it, Father God, even though we may want to rush through the process, I thank you for the times that you send us through difficulties. Because it helps us to strengthen our faith and trust in you, Lord. And I pray that you would always help us to be concerned about what your will is, Father God, and not what our will is. Help us to not get distracted by what we think should happen. But help us to focus on and surrender to what it is that you desire to happen in our lives, Father God. And then help us through the process. Help us through it because we can't do it without you, Lord. And I just, I praise you for being who you are, Lord. And I just thank you for giving me this time to be able to pour out what it is that you have put inside of me. And I pray that it helps whoever hears it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, you guys, that's it. So I hope that you are well and stay well. Be blessed. And I love you. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.